Welcome to our mini-series, Stories. In this episode, we listen to Jennifer's story, an openly raw monologue recorded whilst in hospital receiving treatment. She requires no further introductions. After all, it is her story. As this podcast includes instrumental music throughout, we recommend those with sensitivity to sound to reduce their volume now. Thank you. All right, warriors. Let's do this. We pick up battles because we know we're going to win the We're not rattled because we've shouted all of this before. Steady and steel because we're ready with our shield and sword. Back on the saddle because we've gathered all our strength. Things took a bit of a turn the other day in regards to my plasma phoresis. And this is kind of what's going on and what's going wrong with the medical community is um, assumptions or just not asking questions. Um, and I was able to get a referral, um, uh, a recommendation from the stiff person syndrome doctor that diagnosed me. The doctor that um, has been treating me for the last 18 months refuses to do plasmapheresis. And she's leaving, so I would have to find another doctor anyway. So I went back to my old doctor, and he did put in the recommendation for plasmapheresis. So my primary care had no clue what to do, uh, but my migraine doctor, uh, who does my Botox for my hemiplegic migraines and dystonia. Um, when I expressed to him kind of the situation, he went ahead and got everything set up for me in less than a week. Um, the problem is, is um, apparently the doctor, the neurologist who is working the day shift during the week, she thought that he was placing the order because he was going to be taking over as my stiff person specialist. When she found out that he wasn't, she said that she wouldn't have put in the order for me to even do this if she would have known that. So even though insurance covered it and I had a recommendation from a specialist and I had an order from a neurologist, um, she said that had she known that he wasn't going to be my doctor afterwards, and it says in his notes that he wants me to start this as a trial, and then that will give me enough time to get in with another neuroimmunologist. And he said he would put in a referral for one, but she was very upset and visibly upset and um, I was a bit intimidated by her 
And I told her, I was like, I am here because I'm just following orders. And, you know, it's not my fault that she assumed what she assumed. We had to cancel one of my days of doing the plasmapheresis because um, my numbers were low. So we took a break and then we did it yesterday. Yesterday would have been my day three and it was fine. I was able to stay awake. We were able to keep my blood pressure up. I did not need extra blood products, which I did need with my second uh, day. Uh, the only problem is, is that literally as soon as she was done and I went to go try to eat, um, I threw up. I had been throwing up my food since breakfast and um, I fell asleep with my face still stuck in the bag and then just woke up in absolute agony at 3 a.m. Aside from that hiccup and if she hadn't already started the treatment um, with nephrology and everything, um, I wouldn't even still be in the hospital. She would have sent me home, which is kind of messed up. Uh, but she didn't, she can't, and so I'm going to be here and we're doing it every other day or we might have to skip a couple of days until my labs are safe and it's safe for me. Uh, I have noticed a difference in um, this time around in one, I've been treated with a lot more respect at this hospital than I did before. And maybe it's because I filed complaints against the doctors for injuring me. So now everybody's nice. The nurses though, oh my gosh, the nurses have been fantastic. That has been a huge blessing for me. Um, and, you know, we'll figure things out on whether or not I'm gonna be able to continue plasmapheresis, but I just have to give a shout out to my nurses um, that were taking care of me in the emergency room and who um, were taking care of me um, and are taking care of me um, while I'm admitted and doing the plasmapheresis. You know, I, I've, uh, I do feel blessed. Um, and I've only had two attacks, which is amazing. Seriously, two, when normally I would have had about five or six by now. I guess the doctor who's on call, uh, not the neurologist or anything, but the, just the primary care, because I'm in the critical care center, um, that doctor, you know, changed some orders and around and some doctors didn't like it. Um, so it got changed back. So I had finally had pain management and, um, and it was awesome. And then um, they took it away. And now, um, I'm just constantly playing catch up. Like I woke up at three o'clock this morning in agony. And then 
you know, um, I was able to request pain medication, but I have to be in agony. Until I find a doctor to take me on, um, I'm gonna have to keep flying, you know, 2,000 miles away uh, to where my diagnosing doctor is because I'm not gonna go back uh, to the doctor here locally um, because she's moving anyway. And, um, you know, she recommended the other neurologist that's there, but, you know, she wouldn't even give this a chance. She didn't think that it would help. And guess what? This is my first, I've had three, and it's already started to help. And so I can only imagine if I'm doing this regularly with the other meds, that this could change a lot of things for me. Um, and I don't want that to be ignored and I don't want to miss out on that just because somebody thinks it, that it's not gonna work when without even giving me the option when it's literally my last option and so i am not going to go back to her and i'm probably not going to go see the other doctor in her office either because i have a feeling that you know she won't be able to be objective um and so i am probably going to be needing several new members of my care team. So that's what I'll be doing while the kids are still in school. I believe all of us kind of reach a crossroads with this disease and the comorbidities because we own a lot of us. SPS isn't the only thing that we have. And we've been in and out of the hospital, you know, and I've had sepsis and uh, autoimmune encephalitis, chronic, you know, and all these other chronic illnesses. And it seems like at first, you know, the doctors are eager and, you know, yeah, because they've got research papers that they want to do and, and stuff like that. But as soon as your body doesn't cooperate with the treatment that they want and they don't get the results that they want for their research then it's like you don't mean anything anymore and then it's like you get dumped and we feel worthless and we die and then we went from being this valued rarity you know to the doctors and the medical community so that they can you know, research us and try to save our lives and, you know, and all of the pitches and everything that they give, you know, they go from that to, you know, they just stop listening. They stop listening. And then it's almost like, did they ever really care at the beginning or were we just numbers? Were we just accolades for research were we just were we just a number or 
Did we actually mean anything? A penny for my thoughts, oh no. I'll sell them for a dollar. There was so much more. After I'm a goner, and maybe then you'll hear the words I've been singing. Funny when you're dead, how people start listening. If I die young, bury me in sand, lay me down on a bed of roses, sink me in the river at dawn, send me away with the words of a love song. Oh, 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 oh. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't take us dying before people listen. It shouldn't have taken Chelsea or Tans Chelsea, as most of us know her, on TikTok and her Instagram. And it shouldn't have taken, it shouldn't have taken what she went through. And then all of a sudden, you know, then people started listening. And yes, it's amazing. She is getting, she's raising so much awareness. Uh, but that's not how she wanted to do it. She didn't want to get recognition because a celebrity uh, became sick. She, she didn't, she wanted people to know about this disease and to care because people are supposed to have compassion. She didn't want her death to be in vain, and it won't be. And, you know, I promised her that when she took her last breath, that it, it wasn't over. And it's not going to be over because I'm not done yet. There are a lot of us that are not done yet. And we are louder than what we give ourselves credit for. If we come together and we make noise, we make them listen. We make them listen. I'm raising six children and I'm going through this. And my kids see me suffer. My kids see how horrible I've been treated by caregivers, by medical agencies, by medical professionals, by other people, by family, by, you know, and they've, they've had they've shown so much compassion and and I'm so proud of my kids and, but you know they, they shouldn't have to um, be so strong at their age and I shouldn't feel like such a burden to them but I'm also so proud of them because my kids know more about this disease and know more 
about how to take care of me than the caregivers that were being sent to my home. Now, what does that say? Do not give up. Don't let anybody try and break you down and tell you that you are not worthy of the treatment that your doctor has prescribed for you. Their opinion means diddly. When you have an order from a specialist for whatever treatment it is, IVIG, plasmapheresis, whatever it is, you stand your ground. And if you need help, you find somebody, you find one of us and we will help you. And we will be on the phone with you. And we will make sure that you are being treated respectfully and with dignity and that they are accommodating you the way that your body and that you as a human being deserves. We're always going to be here for you. We're not going to give up on you ever. Keep fighting, guys. SPS Unscripted Podcast is not responsible for any medical advice, information, or pathways discussed in the content of the mini-series Stories. We neither endorse nor oppose the personal views expressed therein. We strongly recommend you adhere to your medical team's advice and discuss any concerns with them. Thank you.